This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. The poem says, Human voices wake us, and we drown. But I've made this podcast with the belief that human voices are what we need. And so, whether from a year or 3,000 years ago, whether poetry or prose, whether fiction or diary or biography, here are the best things we have ever thought, written, or said. Quarantine by Avon Boland In the worst hour of the worst season, of the worst year of a whole papal, a man set out from the workhouse with his wife. He was walking. They were both walking north. She was sick with famine fever and could not keep up. He lifted her and put her on his back. He walked like that west and west and north, until at nightfall under freezing stars they arrived. In the morning they were both found dead, of cold, of hunger, of the toxins of a whole history. But her feet were held against his breastbone. The last heat of his flesh was his last gift to her, Let no love poem ever come to this threshold. There is no place here for the inexact praise of the easy graces and sensuality of the body. There is only time for this merciless inventory. Their death together in the winter of 1847. Also, what they suffered how they lived, and what there is between a man and a woman, and in which darkness it can best be proved. Irish Poetry by Avon Boland We always knew there was no Orpheus in Ireland, no music stored at the doors of hell, no god to make it, no wild beasts to weep and lie down to it. But I remember an evening when the sky was underworld dark at four, when ice had seized every part of the city and we sat talking, the air making a wreath for our cups of tea. And you began to speak of our own gods, our heartbroken pantheon. No attic light for them, and no Herodotus, but thin rain and dogfish, and the stopgap of the sharp cliffs 
they spent their winters on. And the pitch black Atlantic night, how the sound of a bird's wing and a lost language sounded. You made the noise for me, made it again, until I could see the flight of it. Suddenly, the silvery lithe rivers of the southwest lay down in silence, and the savage acres no one could predict were all at ease, soothed and quiet and listening to you as I was, as if to music, as if to peace. Lines for a 30th Wedding Anniversary by Avon Boland Somewhere up in the eaves it began, high in the roof, in a sort of vault between the slates and gutter, a small leak. Through it, rain which came from the east, in from the lights and foghorns of the coast, water with a ghost of ocean salt in it, spilled down on the path below. Over and over and over years, stone began to alter. Its grain searched out, worn in. Granite rounding down, giving way, taking into its own inertia that information water brought of ships, wings, fog and phosphor in the harbor. It happened under our lives, the rain, the stone, we hardly noticed. Now, this is the day to think of it, to wonder. All those years, all those years together, the stars in a frozen arc overhead, the quick noise of a thaw in the air, the blue stare of the hills, through it all, this constancy, what wears, what endures. The Pomegranate by Avon Boland The only legend I have ever loved is the story of a daughter lost in hell and found and rescued there. Love and blackmail are the gist of it, Ceres and Persephone the names. And the best thing about the legend is I can enter it anywhere, and have. As a child in exile in a city of fogs and strange consonants, I read it first, and at first I was an exiled child, and the crackling dusk of the underworld, the stars blighted. Later, I walked out in a summer twilight, searching for my daughter at bedtime. When she came running, I was ready to make any bargain to keep her. I carried her back past white beams and wasps and honey-scented boudleas, but I was Ceres then, and I knew winter was in store for every leaf on every tree on that road, was inescapable for each one we passed. 
and for me. It is winter and the stars are hidden. I climb the stairs and stand where I can see my child asleep beside her teen magazines, her can of Coke, her plate of uncut fruit. The pomegranate, how did I forget it? She could have come home and been safe and ended the story and all our heartbroken searching, but she reached out a hand and plucked a pomegranate. She put out her hand and pulled down the French sound for apple and the noise of stone and the proof that even in the place of death, at the heart of legend, in the midst of rocks full of unshed tears, ready to be diamonds by the time the story was told, a child can be hungry. I could warn her. There is still a chance. The rain is cold. The road is flint-colored. The suburb has cars and cable television. The veiled stars are above ground. It is another world. But what else can a mother give her daughter but such beautiful rifts in time? If I defer the grief, I will diminish the gift. The legend will be hers as well as mine. She will enter it, as I have. She will wake up. She will hold the papery, flushed skin in her hand and to her lips. I will say nothing. This is a poem called Lava Cameo by Avon Boland. And the note beneath the title says that a lava cameo is a brooch carved on volcanic rock. I like this story. My grandfather was a sea captain. My grandmother always met him when his ship docked. She feared the women at the ports. Except that this is not a story, more a rumor or a folk memory. Something thrown out once in a random conversation. A hint, merely. If I say wool and lace for her skirt and crepe for her blouse, in the neck of which is pinned a cameo, carved out of black volcanic rock, if I make her pace the cork docks, stopping to take down her parasol as a gust catches the silk tassels of it, then consider this. There is a way of making free with the past, a pastiche of what is real and what is not, which can only be justified if you think of it not as sculpture, but syntax, a structure extrinsic to meaning, which uncovers the inner secret of it. She will die at 31 in a fever ward. He will drown nine years later in the Bay of Biscay, they will never even be sepia, and so I put down the gangplank now between the ship and the ground. In the story, the late afternoon has become evening. They kiss once, their hands touch briefly. Please, look at me, I want to say to her. Show me the obduracy of an art which can arrest a profile in the flux of hell. Inscribe catastrophe.
Any comments or suggestions for readings I should make in future episodes can be emailed to Human Voices Wake Us, the number one, at gmail.com. Links to each work used in this episode can be found in the episode description. If you enjoy Human Voices Wake Us, you can subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. The music here is Duke Ellington's Arabesque Cookie.